the most epic courtroom battle no one knew about. Durham's federal grand jury got all the evidence after a long courtroom battle over subpoenas that took place in utter and total secrecy. By Brian Cates The biggest unreported Spygate story, besides Hillary's campaign likely being compromised at the top by Russian intelligence, is the years-long battle royale between Durham's special counsel's office and Hillary Clinton's phalanx of high-priced lawyers and her political operative network comprised of the Clinton Foundation, Perkins Coie, and Fusion GPS. That furious court battle was over the federal grand jury subpoenas for the Steele dossier Alpha Bank federal contractor spying documents that the entire world now knows Durham has in his possession. The reason that that huge story of how Durham got these crucial and damning documents from Clinton and company has gone unreported is because this epic court fight was carried out in complete and utter secrecy without any leaking occurring to alert the press or the public that it was going on. Few realized at the time what the documents contained in the Sussman indictment implied. Last September, right after Durham unsealed the indictment on top Hillary Clinton lawyer Michael Sussman, I wrote this column for Dave at X-22 Report. Please read it now if you haven't yet. Durham is on the hunt. Stealth bombers can strike without warning. This is just the beginning. Link in the article to the X-22 Report. The charging document is replete with mentions of billing records, internal memoranda, emails, text messages, and phone conversations between all of the players involved in what has become known as the Alpha Bank hoax. As the world now knows, Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign held a top-level strategy meeting on July 26, 2016, during which the candidate was presented with a plan to vilify Donald Trump by having her operatives create fake Trump-Russia collusion hoaxes as a means of distracting the public from her ongoing email server scandal. After having the plan carefully explained to her, Clinton gave her approval to move forward with it. The Alpha Bank hoax sprang directly from that meeting. Clinton's campaign staff contracted with two lawyers at the Perkins Coie law firm, Mark Elias and Michael Sussman, to work with federal cybersecurity contractors under New Star Vice President Rodney Jaffe to invent a Trump-Russia scandal using digital information in order to claim Trump and his close associates were in secret communications with the Russian government. Sussman's indictment is full of detailed billing records where both he and Elias are meticulously billing the Clinton campaign for the time they spent on the Russian bank project. Emails are included that were exchanged among the Alpha Bank hoax team members where they discuss how flimsy their hoax is and brainstorm about ways they can try to make the fake evidence look more convincing so as to ensure that the federal agencies they planned to approach with the hoax would take it from them. They also discuss among themselves how they hope the hoax they are concocting will result in Trump being investigated by law enforcement, something that would likely cause him to lose the coming presidential race. 
The Sussman indictment clearly shows a criminal conspiracy where Clinton's campaign lawyers are directly involved in it. I'm sure the Perkins Coie bigwigs carefully scanned all the documents the firms were required to hand over in response to the subpoenas it received from the Durham Special Counsel's grand jury and got an eyeful of what was obviously a criminal conspiracy to create fake hoaxes and lie to federal agencies to get them to investigate the Trump campaign. The firm's top partners would have instantly realized once Durham had this stuff, Elias and Sussman were huge liabilities to the firm. Which explains why Elias suddenly made a surprise departure from the firm in late August. Elias sold it to the media like it was his own idea to suddenly bolt from Perkins Coie and start his own firm just three weeks before Sussman got indicted. I sincerely doubt that was the case, though. It's very likely the firm tossed him. The moment the federal judge ruled Durham had proven his case and Clinton's claim of attorney-client privilege was vitiated by the fraud-crime exception, her fate was sealed. Most people just don't realize this yet. The Clinton's magic trick for avoiding accountability all these years has been using their dirty lawyers as their middlemen so that the attorney-client privilege could shield their criminal actions. Whenever Clinton's launched some new illegal venture, they knew how to make sure the lawyers were carefully placed between them and the foot soldiers doing the grunt work. So, for decades... When investigators were on the Clintons' trail for all of the bribery, graft, corruption, etc., they would run into a wall of lawyers and the Clintons would snidely say, Talk to my lawyers. Oh, wait, that's under attorney-client privilege. Smirk. They can't tell you anything. Only one man and his team have ever gone up against and beaten the massive phalanx of dirty lawyers that the Clintons have surrounded themselves with. Remember that weird video Hillary Clinton made in September of 2020 with a glowering Bill Clinton in the background watching sullenly as she babbled into the camera in a panic that Joe Biden must not concede defeat if he lost the upcoming election? I do. Go check the date that video was made. I'm pretty sure behind the scenes, that was when it first began to enter the Clintons' mind that they were up against a truly formidable opponent in John Durham, and he might actually win that subpoena fight for all their documents in federal court, her barely concealed panic, and Bill's sullen body language speak volumes. Why this epic courtroom battle for the ages was done in complete secrecy. The chief characteristic of grand jury proceedings is that they are secret. S-E-C-R-E-T. 
They are done in the strictest secrecy. There is no public announcement when a U.S. attorney or a special counsel seats a grand jury to begin an investigation. There is no press release to the public or the news media as to who or what is being targeted by the grand jury, when and if that grand jury begins issuing subpoenas for testimony from targets and witnesses or for documentary evidence, those subpoenas are not announced with a press conference. People are asking me what date this judge ruled in Durham's favor and which judge it was. Useless questions, because nobody knows. Because federal grand jury proceedings are secret. If we knew who the judge was that was hearing these subpoena cases when they were heard, we'd know which courtroom in which district in which state the grand jury was meeting. And what did I just tell you? Grand jury proceedings are done in the strictest secrecy. So only the people who were directly involved know which judge heard the case in which courtroom. So this years-long, epic battle in a particular federal courtroom in front of a particular federal judge over whether or not Durham's grand jury would get these documents from Clinton's campaign people, Fusion GPS, Perkins Coie, Newstar, etc., was carried out under a complete and total media blackout. No announcements were made, nothing leaked about it. But we know this court fight happened because Durham got the documents, well over 500,000 that he's disclosed thus far just in the Sussman case. The grand jury was likely seated just before the Kleinsmith indictment. Due to the extensive and exhaustive investigation from 2017 through late 2020 by DOJ Inspector General Michael E. Horowitz, Durham was handed a lot of evidence he didn't need a grand jury to get for him. Horowitz just handed it to him. And a key piece of evidence that Durham got from the DOJ Office of the Inspector General, OIG, was the original email the CIA sent to the FBI about former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page being an asset for the intelligence agency, and the doctored email that FBI lawyer and Mueller's special counsel's office team member Kevin Kleinsmith put into the FISA warrant application that was presented to the FISA court in late October of 2016. Durham got handed that one on a silver platter, no grand jury subpoena needed. All he had to do was put the original CIA email and the doctored email Kleinsmith admitted to changing side by side in front of the grand jury, and he had his first indictment. But right after that is when I suspect the heavy lifting began. Because Durham knew to make his case and expose how Hillary Clinton launched multiple Russiagate hoaxes via her private contractors working in coordination with news media outlets and several federal agencies. He would need to get inside the offices of those private contractors and seize the documentary evidence. And that meant using grand jury subpoenas. And of course, when the former members of the Clinton campaign and the lawyers at Perkins Coie and the cybersecurity people at Newstar and Georgia Tech and Glenn Simpson 
and Christopher Steele at Fusion GPS all received their subpoenas from Durham's grand jury, all of them began preparing for the fight of their lives. The entire time, people were telling you nothing was going on from the Kleinsmith indictment in August 2020 to September of 2021 when the Sussman indictment suddenly dropped behind the scenes, out of sight, neath the waves, behind the curtain. An epic court battle was being fought, and the good guys won it. We know Durham won the subpoena fight because he shows the documents in his indictments. All those documents that Durham has been showing and alluding to having in his indictments and case filings were not meekly handed over to him by Hillary Clinton and her former campaign staff. They were not immediately surrendered by Mark Elias or Michael Sussman at Perkins Coie once they got their subpoena from Durham's grand jury. Glenn Simpson of Fusion GPS probably laughed out loud at first and tossed the Durham grand jury subpoena in the trash basket when he first got it. Only after a few months had gone by did it begin to dawn on these goons that Durham was not only serious about forcing them to hand over all this evidence, but he was very likely going to win. Somebody on the inside of the criminal conspiracy likely flipped. Maybe several somebodies. We don't know yet who flipped first. But apparently Durham had a pretty good idea what documents to have the grand jury demand in their subpoenas. Clinton and her team of dirty tricksters knew if Durham was successful in convincing the federal judge hearing their vociferous challenges to the grand jury subpoenas, that Clinton had knowledge not only of crimes she and others were planning to commit, but she'd also directly involved her own lawyers in the planning and commission of these crimes. That judge was going to rule in Durham's favor, and then that judge was going to enforce the subpoenas and order them to hand everything over. And if that happened... That was the ball game. It was game over. Hillary Clinton, Mark Elias, Jake Sullivan, Robbie Mook, Glenn Simpson, Rodney Joffe, Michael Sussman, all of them know what's in the emails, text messages, phone calls, memoranda, billing records, etc. that Durham was demanding they hand over to the grand jury. They knew from the start what he'd be able to prove in a court of law if he got them. No, they did not meekly hand them over. The grand jury getting this stuff would seal their fate. You think Hillary Clinton meekly handed over the documents she knew would not only prove she ordered the dirty trick operations that led to the Alpha Bank Steele dossier hoaxes, but also the blatantly illegal mining of the federal databases by her own private operatives, up to and including spying on the executive office of the president? No! She fought. She fought as hard and for as long as she could. And she lost. There's nothing anybody can do to save her. Her fate's already sealed. The ending of this story is not in doubt. It's just a question of when we get to the third act. Durham got it all. 
He's got everything he needs to make the cases stick. He says he can prove with the documentary evidence given to his grand jury that the illegal spying on the EOP went on. You know what? I believe him. And you can quote me on that. 